Today on CityCast Boise, finding childcare in Boise has been a challenge, and it's about to get worse. Emily Allen from Idaho Voices for Children is here to tell us why childcare centers and their workers are in crisis, and why our city is not as family-friendly as we like to think. It's Monday, October 2nd. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Emily. Welcome to CityCast Boise. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. I'm so glad we're talking about this because finding childcare in Boise has been so difficult for such a long time. And I feel like how much worse can it even get? But I think you're about to tell us, right? (laughs) Yeah, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but it certainly could get worse. And so like if a family was to look for a spot in daycare right now, would they be Mm -hmm. able would they be able to even find anything It really depends on what the age of the child is. Um, But if you were to talk to most high-quality childcare providers in the city right now, they all have wait lists. Um, I spoke to a childcare provider last week who said that they're they're stopping taking um, requests at this point and adding to their wait list in an effort to be transparent with parents who call in because there's no conceivable way they'd be able to find a seat for them uh, for like the two-year-old age range until next summer. That's the soonest possible time a seat would come open. And they would still have a very long wait list. And that's with even this planned addition to their center where they're going to add a whole new additional room to accommodate more children. And I don't think that that is dissimilar from most of the child care centers across the city. Yeah. And wait lists have been a thing for a long time now, too. It's yeah. not like this just started, right? That's right. The The child care availability in, in Boise has been low for quite some time. Uh, there was a statewide needs assessment that was conducted in 2019. That, so this predated the pandemic that said the entire state was considered a child care desert. So there were only about 50 percent um, there was only about 50% availability for all need across the state. And Boise really feels this acutely because we have um, a high cost of living here. So we require a lot of dual income household, a lot of dual income earners. And so we need a lot of childcare if people want to raise families here. So if you put into context, 2019, we were a childcare desert. And then three years, we've been kind of enduring these uh, economic conditions related to the pandemic. We're now seeing the end of relief dollars that kept this system open and propped up for the last three years. And now we're going to start to see precipitous closures of child care businesses across the city. And it's really going to hurt working families. It sounds like a disaster coming down the pipe. And I'm wondering, for people who don't have young children, why do you think they should care about this problem? Because it's going to affect the economy. This is a multi-generational issue in the sense that it affects young children who don't have access to strong early learning opportunities that studies show are really positive for their long-term educational and career outcomes. It also has these uh, ramifications for parents who are in the workforce, right? If parents have to start leaving their jobs because they can't find care, then that work is going to shift somewhere else. And I think we're already in a kind of a culture of burnout, to be honest. So if you look around the room right now, among all of your colleagues, like which ones are you willing to sort of say goodbye to? And 
Are you confident that you could get a great rehire in that position and that the work would be distributed equitably across your staff, right? And then that also has long-term effects on just sort of how our economy looks. If we have fewer people in the workforce, we know that that's not healthy for um, retirees and we're about to have the largest retirement uh, cohort in history, right? So that's going to be a strain sort of on the financial market in that regard and also on that that squeezed generation who's caring for children and all also their aging parents. So I'm not sure who it doesn't really affect, to be honest, right? And I think you hear a lot from people in a city like Boise who love, we love our restaurant scene, right? We love food. We love to go out. We love um, all of that. What starts to happen when there's not enough people to, to staff jobs is like, service declines, right? It's not as it's not as pleasant to go out. And that's not the fault of the service industry at all. It's because they don't have enough people to share the load of the work. So I think I think we're going to see it everywhere. And that's why everybody should care. I'm just making sure I understand this correctly. The fe- federal funding was really keeping some of these daycares open the last couple of years. Can you give us some examples of how that funding was holding this sounds like very fragile system together? You know, Boise and Idaho are not unique. This was happening in every city, in every state across the entire country. As soon as the pandemic hit, um, Congress recognized that they had to take action to help keep childcare business doors open because the childcare industry is a really fragile one in the sense that it has very slim profit margins. They really only have one stream of revenue, which is parent tuition, right? So when parent tuition falls out the bottom, like it did at the beginning of the pandemic, where people were pulling their kids out of care for health and safety reasons and concerns, or because they got laid off and therefore they couldn't provide, they couldn't pay for care, or childcare businesses closed in an abundance of caution, right? What happened is there was no safety net to catch this really critical market that helps sustain the entire workforce. So the the co- Congress, the U.S. Congress recognized this. Whoa. Okay. If we want to get this economy, economy back up and running, we really need to get people back to work. People are only going to go to work if they have a place they feel good about taking their kid during the day. So they passed these three relief acts. And the most significant one of them is the American Rescue Plan Act. And that was passed in March 2021. And those dollars really helped extend this intention to relieve the industry to help get grants going directly to childcare providers to cover operational costs like rent or mortgage or just goods that are necessary for cleaning um, and these enhanced sort of, you know, public safety measures that were in place uh, to keep kids healthy, um, as well as food that you're feeding little kids, right, and to help make payroll. So those were going out in the in, in Boise and Idaho to all the child care centers. And those dollars in our state expired on June 30th. So we are now three months out from that those relief dollars ending. And those amount of relief dollars really depend uh, dependent on the size of your center. So if you were a large center that were caring for uh, many children, and they kind of qualified this as serving more than 25 children, but there are a lot of centers in Boise who are caring for more than 25 children, you could be getting up to $20,000 um, per month to help sustain your operations that were supplementing the tuition you were receiving from parents. And when you hear $20,000 and you're like, that's so much money, right? Like they must be able to, you know, parlay that into other improvements in their centers or whatever. But the reality is that um, child care is expensive because you have to pay your workers a living wage. And Idaho child care businesses are really struggling to do that. And in Boise, that's particularly the biggest issue because the cost of living is so expensive in Boise 
Childcare workers here want to be paid more, but the childcare business owners can only raise tuition so much more for parents. And so, you know, care is about $1,000 probably as like on a general average. The average is a little bit lower. The market rate is a little bit lower. It's about 700 for one child. But as soon as you start to think about families with more than one kid, right, that, that number jumps up very quickly. So for one family, you're receiving probably a minimum of $1,000. And if you have more than 20 kids, right, then suddenly that $20,000 is like very quickly sort of absorbed just in those basic costs that you're, you're, uh, you're charging your families. So the loss of that money to supplement parent tuition is really significant. How much are childcare workers paid in Boise? I mean, I'm assuming their wages haven't kept up with the inflation we've seen in the last year, like you said. If some childcare businesses are able to pay their their workers a higher wage, it's passing on to parents, right? So one end or the other is feeling it. The working parent is feeling it in their monthly bill for childcare, or the childcare business owner or the childcare worker is not earning enough. The state minimum wage is $7.25 an hour. So you're still legally able to pay a worker that that rate. Um, and that happens. The average rate of pay across the entire state of Idaho is 10 to $11 per hour. Wow. So when you look across professional classes, child care workers or early child early childhood educators is what we typically call them. They make the least of like all professional classes. So these are folks who are dedicated and passionate about little kids who we trust every day, making very little and working extremely hard. Like, can you imagine taking care of a class of 15 four-year-olds every day? (laughs) Not for any amount of money, I'll be honest. (laughs) Uh, And I love kids. but These are saints. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like... I mean, I, I saw a childcare uh, facility over in my area that was hiring, and they were advertising thirteen fifty. And I thought, why would you bother? You can get sixteen over at Panda Express across the street. You know, why would you even bother? Even if you love kids, that just seems like it would make it so hard to hire good workers that you would feel safe having around children. It just seems like it's very complicated for for care care center owners right now. It is really complicated because what center owners are focused on is preserving quality. So the biggest way uh, to preserve quality in a child care center is to um, have low turnover in your staff. Experience really matters in this industry. Like the more you're around a bunch of four-year-olds, the more you understand them, right? The more you have compassion for their experience. And also many of these teachers have uh, degrees. They're, They're experts in their field, right? And so to retain an expert is expensive. So assuming they can find a daycare that has spots in Boise, how much does childcare actually cost families here? Like how much of their budget does it eat up? It far exceeds what the federal government recommends um, spending, uh, which is 7%. In the state of Idaho, childcare is eating up a lot more of a monthly budget. At minimum, it's 10% of the budget. But I think that that is, we're actually looking at a higher number, like a fifth of a monthly income, especially if you're talking about having two children in care. A fifth of their monthly income. How is that affordable for the average working family? It's not, right? Like a fifth? Yeah, it's not affordable, right? So when we think about affordability overall, we typically sort of have an understanding of this relating to housing. Rent or mortgage eats first out of your monthly budget, and you should not be spending more than 
20% of your income on housing. We already know that, that, that in the Boise in particular, families are definitely spending more than that. If they have childcare, their, their money is, their monthly budget is getting eaten up very quickly and it's not sustainable at all. It's so difficult to pay, to incur these increasing rates, uh, housing rates and housing costs in addition to wanting to start a family. So I think it's forcing this question on families in Boise, like, is this the city we want to start a family in? Um, can we afford that here? You mentioned that this is really a gendered issue. And, you know, that is, you know, my own personal experience was I, we couldn't afford childcare. I stayed home with my kids, not because of some moral or ethical thing. I just, we it was, you know, made financial sense for me, but it really held me back in my career and and started me later and decreased my earning power. And but on the other side of that, this this is also gender because the primarily childcare workers are female, right? Like Absolutely. Yeah. This is a gendered issue. And I think that's part of why it's not necessarily rising to the level of recognition that it deserves, right? Um the people who are childcare workers tend to be women and they tend to be women of color. So this is already an underpaid professional class and we know that women of color earn less than their white counterparts in particular as well. And we also know that we tend to expect care, even if it's not properly compensated. So I think what the childcare industry is going through right now is it's having it is having this national spotlight of recognition in terms of like, wow, we really need childcare in order for the economy to work. But we're looking at an industry that is nascent in its professionalism. And in order to elevate the profession and validate it, we need to invest in it. And not all states do. So boy, Idaho is one of those states that does not invest in childcare. And I think that's a reflection of how it's not been a valued industry for a long time. The silver lining of the pandemic is that it revealed that childcare is this like crux. It's essential to the churn of the economy because parents need someplace to take their kids if they want to earn money during the day. So I, I, it is a gendered issue. And I feel very strongly about it as a working mom myself, to be honest, in, the, in Boise right now, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Boise has always had this reputation for being so family friendly. And given how horrible the childcare situation is, I just don't I don't think that can be true anymore. What do you think? Is Can we Boise still call itself family friendly? I certainly think that the mayor wants it to be family friendly. In fact, you know, Mayor McLean has talked about her own experience and the hustle it took for her to basically find childcare and still work and driving across town and figuring out a place to maybe pump or figure out a way when your kids are really little to ensure they're fed in the way that you want them to. So I think the fact that we have an elected official who is speaking to this lived experience of being a working mom and having trouble finding high quality childcare is really meaningful. The representation there is really significant. Um, last year, the city of Boise did choose to use some money to give directly to childcare workers in, in a grant that they received in the fall if they were eligible. So that was a nod that the city made to childcare workers to say, we really value you. We understand how important you are to our city's economy. That said, it cannot be done in a silo, right? We're at this place where we really have to invest and focus on this issue at every elected level. And it's not just a city's fault for, for not having childcare availability. When childcare you know, experts are in conversation, we are talking about this as like a true and pure market failure. 
if you think about education, transportation, banking, I mean, you name it, when those industries are on the verge of collapse, the government has stepped in and said, wow, we really understand how valuable this is. And we're going to invest in it because it is a legitimate industry that is deserving of support, regulation and investment. We've seen so many rights for women chipped away at or downright, you know, destroyed in the last you know, few years. Is there something kind of nefarious to this? Are women being pushed out of the workplace, in your opinion? I think that how I interpret that, what's going on is just this recognition that women's labor is not valued. It's just not. It really has never been truly valued in this country. Um, And I think that's catching up to us. Right. So I think this blind eye, which has been both conscious and unconscious, frankly, um, from leadership across the board, is now having to confront the, the reality that women have a stronger voice now. We want to work. We are major contributors to the economy and the workforce um, and that they're going to have to start paying attention to the industries that we've been propping up underpaid and underappreciated for all of time, essentially. Right. So I see it more as that. And it's that it's equally as disheartening. Right. To recognize that maybe these contributions we've been making for years and years and years have not even been considered or valued or looked at. That's also sad and frustrating. But I think the fact that, you know, you have the mayor talking about this openly and you have national experts talking about this and championing this and President Biden has come out with an executive order around the value of care, like things are changing and they're not like support is not catching up as much as quickly as I would like it to. So I feel sort of equally, I'm splitting hairs here a little bit, Emma, you're hearing me do this, (laughs) but I think that... um, it's hard to stomach the fact that what so many women have spent their their lives dedicated to doing, raising children, helping other mothers raise children, caring for people who are vul- more vulnerable than them, um, which children are, right, is not something that our society has ever valued. And now we're asking them to value it, and it's going to be a heavy lift, but our economy will absolutely tank if we don't. So what solutions are out there? What needs to happen? So Idaho is one of through only three states left in the nation who has chosen not to invest in child care. And that is not a sustainable way to operate any longer, right? So we need investment. And that needs to come from the state level. The federal government does invest in child care, but states need to supplement that in order to design a system that works for that state and their workforce. And Idaho needs to do that. In order for that to happen, this needs to be a bigger issue that more people are talking about. So I think a lot of us are know how big of an issue this is, right? Our friends have felt it. Our family have felt it. We've lived it ourselves, right? Just like you were talking about, Emma. But when you go talk to an elected official, it is not a guarantee that they're aware of this at all, right? So it's not currently rising to in the state of Idaho to a level of being listed as like a top priority, which is why I keep bringing it back to how impressive it is that Boise Mayor's state of the city, it was listed as a priority. It was explicitly said in public that this is something that she's very concerned about. We need that for more elected officials, and we need it to be one of their like top three 
priorities that they're going to work on when they step into the state house. And in order to do that, we have to make this quiet issue, which is women's labor, a louder issue. And that feels a little against a little counterculture and against the grain, I think, because we've been used to leaning on women's labor without adequate compensation and appreciation. But that that is the thing that I think really does have to change. Well, Emily, thank you so much for speaking up on this issue. And thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Emma. This has been lovely. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, tell a preschool teacher. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your guide to fall winery tours. Bye. Bye.